This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our friends at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. And you can find all the latest odds, news, sports developments, and more for the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, fights, and NFL futures with Bet Online. It's your continued source for all sports wagering needs, including live betting and the fan favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Hey, it's really easy to get started, too. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Make a splash this May with a new spa from MyHotTub.com. Choose from over 50 spas in stock, new inventory weekly, and prices slashed to move fast. What's keeping you from your new spa? The answer is nothing. Visit their huge showroom in Destiny, USA, and ask about their many financing options for credit-qualified buyers. Treat yourself with a new spa from MyHotTub.com. Don't just take our word for it. See for yourself at Destiny, USA. Hurry, these spas won't last. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, the Al and Angus Pub, and our terrific friends over at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company. If you're in and around the Victor Rochester area, get on over to Stumble and Monkey. This place is absolutely fantastic. Try the IPAs, try the Irish Red Al, the Kolsch, uh, the delicious porters, and more. Head on over to StumbleandMonkeyBeer.com before your visit. You can shop the swag section, and of course, while you're there, the patio is now open. And, of course, uh, look out for food trucks. And there's even more to talk about at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company. Be sure to ask about all of their special deals with the Mug Club and Crowlers, Growlers, and more. So it's all there at Stumble and Monkey Brewing Company, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. And I do want to throw a quick tip of the cap. Thank you to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the program, as well as Camillus Golf Club and your State Farm agent. Matt Graham. Let's bring him in. Jonathan Fink. He is on Twitter 
at Scooter Think. We're going to chat to all things baseball. He's got some unbelievable stories to share. He is the author of the Baseball Gods Are Real series and uh, the Music Gods Are Real series, the Republic Baseball League as well. And uh, he's got a lot of connections in the game. We're going to get into you know what's uh, transpired here in Major League Baseball so far in 2022 and uh, get into some of the series that Jonathan has, has worked on, as I just mentioned. And uh, a, a cool little family uh Family connection, a little baseball uh, news to brag about for Jonathan Fink. Hey, Jonathan, welcome aboard. Yeah, thank you so much, Mike. Great to be with you. Let's start off with something that you actually had brought to my attention uh, off air here um, in terms of the upcoming fictional novel Republic of Baseball and one Kevin Dempsey. Dive deep. Yeah, well, it's a, the quick story behind that is I've, I've published six nonfiction books so far. Uh, the, the Music Gods Are Real series is a three-book series. And then, of course, you're familiar with The Baseball Gods Are Real, which is a three-part uh, baseball series. And I was uh, making my bed with my wife, uh, you know, a couple of years ago, and I was joking there. I said, hey, you know, you got to give The Baseball Gods credit. They've helped me publish, you know, six books in four years. And she teased me, oh, come on. It's not to help you write a fictional novel, right? <laughs> and, then, and then within two weeks, I was on a walk, and the idea of Kevin Dempsey and the Republic Baseball League uh, came to me. And, and you know what? For as much as I'm, I'm proud of my Baseball Gods Are Real series, and it's so surreal that, you know, all three books are in the Cooperstown Hall of Fame forever, so my, my great-grand, my, my great-grandkids will one day get to visit that, you know, that, that special place and, and find my books. But, you know, the Republic Baseball League was, a, you know, being a fictional novel coming out of my creativity and just my love for baseball, I hope that when my career is over and, I look, and people look back on it, they'll, they'll think of the Republic Baseball League series as much as the, the Baseball Gods Are Real series. And so, yeah, so Kevin Dempsey, who he's kind of like the Ted Lasso of baseball, and he even has his own Twitter account. And uh, so he's kind of my alter ego. And I guess when I want to post really hardcore baseball-centric stuff that's not, you know, I have a bigger, much bigger you know, following on my, my, gener- my generic general Twitter account. And so, for, you know, for the, for the real hardcore baseball fans, you can follow Kevin Dempsey on Twitter. But basically, I'm sort of channeling him when I, when I do tweets. And he's the main character of that series. And Kevin is a, a former uh, college baseball player who has always loved uh, academics. Even when he was playing for Wichita State in the 80s, he always knew he, he didn't want to go pro. He wanted to become a professor and his long-term goal is to always get his PhD. So the story of the Republic Baseball League is how Kevin uh, works with his students and his classmates, you know, and, his, and the classmates work together. And as he is uh, enjoying his life being a professor of political economy, he uses the game of baseball to teach economics and political and and political science and then through this process he creates his thesis for his phd and so the kind of book ends with his his phd and of course what he's trying to do is you know change the way that we think about baseball and the current structure and uh, i hope it's a groundbreaking book i hope it's also really entertaining and i enjoyed it writing it so much that through the editing process the ideas for volume two who came to me and in, in volume two he teaches a new class but of course his life takes a new trajectory and he goes on some interesting adventures, and then I, and I already have laid out Volume Three, so I probably won't pen that one for a long time. But uh, but one, but one, the Volume One is already in, in uh, Stage Three of editing, so that should be released. I'm guessing in early 2023, and then Volume Two will will follow up. But yeah, but Kevin is a he's a baseball fanatic, but he also loves uh, the business of baseball. He loves economics. He loves politics, and this book is an interesting way to you know, provide content for hardcore people who love baseball, but also it's a vehicle to introduce baseball fanatics about 
things like the business of baseball or the political economy or economics. And, you know, maybe kids wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have taken a political economy 101 class, but they're going to sure and learn a lot about economics and politics by reading this book. And it's kind of a Trojan horse because they'll, they'll read the book and be very entertained because it's a baseball book. But woven through it are these very important themes. And themes might include, for example, you know, communism versus capitalism, you know, uh, the idea of a, of a monopoly versus an oligopoly, uh, all these different concepts kind of weave their way through the book. And I'm, I'm really proud of it because, you know, I, I have a, you know, a poli side of me from Tulane. I have an MBA from University of Missouri in Kansas City. I'm a, I'm a, my day job is a financial advisor. I've been a financial advisor for 20 years. So I've been able to kind of use my, my platform as an author about baseball to kind of circle back and infuse a lot of the, the knowledge that I've accumulated over the years just as a, a, a fanatic also about, you know, the political and economic world as well. So, yeah, so so for me, uh, you know, uh, Kevin only Kevin Dempsey, professor, only lost his, his Twitter account uh, last month, but he already has over 100 followers and he's engaging with his, you know, with, with, with his Twitter people. And it's it's been a lot of fun for me to kind of pretend to be Kevin Dempsey. And, and I literally, the first tweet I ever gave, I think, was to kind of credit Ted Lasso because... Ted Lasso, that character, obviously it's a soccer TV show, but the character was actually a, uh, a head coach originally from Wichita State here in Kansas. And so, uh, you know, so he, he wasn't, you know, mimicked after Ted Lasso, but after I created Kevin Dempsey, I realized, wow, I think he's the Ted Lasso of baseball. And so I pay homage to Ted Lasso because obviously, um, you know, Ted Lasso has his own Twitter account with, you know, 700,000 followers. And certainly I, I, Kevin would, would look to follow in Ted Lasso's footsteps. So yes, yeah, so that's kind of the gist of, of my new fictional novel, the Republic Baseball League, but I hope it's going to be a uh, a series that you know. Who knows? Maybe one day it'll turn into a TV show, and you'll watch it on Hulu, just like the real Ted Lasso. We'll, we'll have to wait and see, Mike. You mentioned in there the structure of the game. You know the the way it's played, and and the scouting, and different things. A lot of people are frustrated with the way the game is today. Uh, newer baseball fans, old baseball fans, uh, diehards, casual, whatever the case may be. The game is just Eh, right now for for many reasons do, do you feel that way and when you talk to people as you work on these projects does it come up often oh my goodness i mean uh, absolutely mike frankly that is the whole thesis <laughs> that is his phd thesis that major league baseball is, is broken and from a political economic perspective it really is a monopoly they're actually a private corporation not owned by public shareholders it's wrapped around an oligopoly of 30 MLB teams that conspire and collude with each other to, for example, fix prices of the minor league baseball system, right? Um, the, 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 the league is run by a commissioner who runs like an authoritarian, right? So it, it really does not represent the MLB, does not really represent the, the ideals that the United States of America embodies, right? It's not really consistent with that. And so one of the key themes of Kevin's thesis is that, uh, yes, first of all, baseball needs to be made more, made more fun. And we can talk about the Savannah Bananas and what they're doing with the baseball. You know, it's really interesting. But the idea is that the structure itself is not really fair to the players, uh, certainly the minor league players. It's not fair to the fans. Um, and it's not to the benefit of the overall economy of, of United States, United States of America. In fact, one of the key themes was that, you know, when, when there are teams like the Orlando Dreamers, right? A team in Portland wants to join the MLB, and then they're not only allowed to join. You know, the Oakland A's are averaging three thousand fans a game. The, the fans are protesting, but they can't even move anywhere, right? Because where are they going to move? And will they move to Las Vegas, where there's already a minor league team? And so the cartel of thirty uh, club organizations are controlling what the fate of the Oakland A's is. It controls the fate of 
the Orlando Dreamers trying to get into the MLB. And so one of the one of the themes of his thesis is what if the MLB itself or what if a new league arose to compete alongside the MLB like the old Federal League did before they were destroyed by the old MLB? And what if that league was based on free market capitalism? It was based on the idea of the European model of soccer where you have promotion and relegation. You know, one of the big problems with the most recent CBA negotiations had to do with teams tanking, right? Purposely losing so they can get a good draft pick. And I actually write about how the Houston Astros did a marvelous job of tanking for many, many years. And then they started picking up high draft picks like Carlos Correa and Alex Bregman. And the list goes on and on. And so, so ironically, the MLB is trying to fix some of the problems, which not really gets to the underlying problems. But, but yeah, but what if the MLB was promotion relegation? We have, you know, the 30 teams and the, the, the bottom three get demoted to a second division. And in the second division, the top three teams, they get promoted to League One. So this way, there is no tanking because everyone's trying to, to win to get promoted to the next league. We can get more TV exposure and higher salaries for your players and bring in more money. Also, even at the end of the year, when, for example, in the MLB, if the Royals are having a bad year, they'll be averaging a few thousand fans per game towards the end if, if there's nothing to play for. But there's always something to play for in the Republic Baseball League because even if you're the third worst team in the league, you are fighting to the end of the season to make sure you don't get relegated. And so the idea of, of, of that kind of model is that the players stay engaged, uh, the, 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 the gate revenue and the merchandise sales stay active, and fans still have passion for their team and for the league throughout the year. And you can just see what happens with the fans in European soccer. Um, they are they're absolute zealots for their sport, and a lot of it has to do with the league structure, right? So, yes, there are teams that are like Liverpool that are billion-dollar teams like the Yankees. And, yes, they'll have bigger payrolls. They'll have bigger stadiums. But why couldn't the MLB, you know, the minor league system be broken up, you know, and the Durham Bulls be in – the MLB or in the Republic Baseball League, and yet they might have a smaller stadium, they could have a smaller budget, they'll just probably play in a lower league the same way that, um, you know, you know, the Northampton might play in Division 5, you know, in, 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 British, in the British model. So, yeah, so I think that MLB is a very stale model from its structure, and it's unfair as far as how they treat their players, and even, but even the fan experience has diminished. You know, my son, he is an absolute diehard fan he's been a, since he's a little kid and he's a ball hawk so for those who don't know what ball hawking is you might be familiar with zach campbell right he's caught over ten thousand balls he's a friend of ours i write about him write about him in one of my books and we've hung out with him and gone ball hawking within a coffee and him a couple of times and you know yes it's really horrible when there's a line drive and it hits someone who's not looking to get their phone and they get hit with a line drive in the head it's terrible but and as a result all the teams have now put up netting not just you know, where the line drives go, but the whole field's now netted, and it, you know, it prevents players from signing autographs to fans, it prevents them from tossing balls up, and so a lot of the, the little nuances of the game that make it so magical to go to the ballpark, the MLB is slowly taking away. You know, furthermore, the MLB app is fantastic, the ability to click a button and watch every team you want is amazing, but due to blackout restrictions because of contract negotiations with local teams, sometimes you can't even watch the team you want because they're blacked out. And so there's lots of things the MLB has done that has diminished the entertainment value of the league. And I don't think the answer, honestly, is shortening the games. Uh, I don't think the answer is putting a runner on second base and extra innings. Um, I don't think the answer is banning, you know, banning the shift. I'm not a big fan of the shift, but you know what? George Brett recently said, look, if they shifted on me back when I played, I'd bet, I'd bet 500. 
because a good a good batter can bunt, he can make an adjustment, he can pull the ball, whatever. So I I I, I am in in that camp big time that uh, the MLB has you know look as goes Major League Baseball, so goes America, and as goes America, so goes so goes the world, right? So so yeah, so I'm I I love baseball, I love Major League Baseball, I love all baseball. I'm just as passionate about college baseball, and and now my son's a high school player, and I was following. You know the the Kansas State five eight championships just as close as well, I watched the MLB. So so I'm a baseball guy through and through. I love every every level. But I will tell you that watch if you watch the uh, the recent playoff tournament games of Division One, where these players are not playing for money, they're playing for pride. You know, and these coaches are not getting you know million dollar salaries. You know, uh, the energy and the the um, the quality of the game is fantastic, right? And um, if you had a system that was not limited just to 30 teams and this very controlled, limited minor league system, in theory, in the Republic Baseball League, every player will play at the major league level. Because if you are just not a top-notch player, if you're not, you know, Carlos Correa, if you're not, you know, uh, you know Mike Trout, well, then you'll just play in a lower division. But everyone will get compensated and everyone will get to play and have the chance to play at a better team, play at a higher division, because it's based on, you know, meritocracy, right? Based on your ability, not based on politics or even the economics of the business of the game, you know, the, the just think about the analogy of the player draft. I mean, that's akin to slavery. The LLB teams are picking and choosing who they choose, and once you choose that player, that player is now basically contractually obligated for, I think, seven years to that team, right? So that system is, is very outdated, and it's, it does not represent the free market. Let these players go out there and, and see what they're worth, right? And, yeah, I think there could, there could be a minimum salary component to a Republic Baseball League model. Um, just like the ML, the man, the modeling system should probably have a much higher minimum salary, and they should probably play players year-round. Right now, the MLB does not even pay players for their time during spring training, which is absolutely outrageous. So I know they're making improvements. They're adding housing for players. They're trying to improve the meals. But, but overall, the, uh, the system is not, you know, is very uh, backwards in how it treats their players. And, and I hope that, you know, I don't want, you know, the Republic Baseball to replace the MLB, but I would love the, I love the idea that, that my book will, will get into the co- collective consciousness of fans and of, of MLB administrators. And who knows, maybe the MLB will evolve and embrace some of the concepts and ideas that come out of my book. So for me personally, that would be the coolest thing ever, right? I mean, uh, that would really be the whole idea of what Kevin was trying to do when he wrote his dissertation on how to fix baseball. These are kind of the the, uh, the ideas that um, that we're talking about today. And so, yeah, so you know, so the, the RBL is not looking to replace per se the LLB, but it is looking to shed some light on a new way of doing business in the business of baseball. Jonathan Fink, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Welch & Company Jewelers and Stanley Law Offices. And you can get them on Twitter, at Scooter Fink, the author of the Baseball Gods Are Real series, the Music Gods Are Real series, and of course, be on the lookout for that fictional novel, Republic of Baseball, with uh, Kevin Dempsey and company. I wanted to just hit two quick things before I let you run. You mentioned your son being a ball hawk. You know, your Twitter timeline, all I have to do if I want a lot of entertainment is just go to your handle and just scroll through because there's just something great on there all the time. And look at this, Salvador Perez back on, uh, what was it, seven September 3rd of 2021, uh, through See, he threw your son a ball, right? I mean, get into that a little bit. You posted the video. It's got over 11,000 views. How cool How cool was that? 
Well, the, the reason it has 11,000 views, we can, I can thank Salvador Perez because he retweeted it, right? Whatever uh, it takes, so, Jonathan. So cool. <laughs> but yeah, but my, my son, you know, he's, he's a true ball hawk, and for years he has been going to games. He wants to be at batting practice. He wants to be there early. He's constantly looking to collect balls. And and um, and so, you know, I don't always get him on video, right? So that one was particularly cool because that wasn't just a little toss-up. You know, Salvador Perez threw him a ball from, like, center field. He threw him a, he threw him a missile. Mm-hmm. And so it was so cool because – you see the beautiful structure of the ball, my son catching it, and the fact that that was one of the days we happened to be hanging out with Zach Campbell, and he has a videographer who's following him all the time, right? And so that that actually you know made it onto one of Zach's videos, and Nate and I were on one of Zach's videos from a year prior. But but out of all the balls that Nate's ever caught, to be honest, that was definitely the coolest one, and the fact that he caught on video was awesome. And so yeah, I'll keep that one tagged and pinned in my profile for a long, long time. But but I'll tell you, you know, my son has really been my muse. For my, my baseball god uh, book series, because the, 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 I would I, honestly, if it, if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would have written any of these books. But in many ways, these books write themselves. And even though I have written volume four, the middle school years, I'm not going to put that out for a very long time because honestly, I don't want to bring any extra pressure to my boy. Right? I mean, what he's doing right now on the baseball field is incredible. He just played in his first uh, perfect game showcase, and he was terrific. And he just um j- just over the weekend we just uh, finished our, our, our talks with the coaches and and my son just committed to play for the East Coast Dodgers scout yeah, team which is cool. run by John Link who's a, a scout for the Dodgers and and you know what that's pressure enough I mean he'll be playing this July at the PBR National Championships with the Dodgers right it's just it's hmm. surreal to me but that's pressure enough and so I'm I'm gonna keep these these uh, these books about him and me on the shelf for the foreseeable future but just the fact that you know throughout my book series I have reference to Dodgers many, many times. And I write about Jackie Robinson and Sandy Koufax. And, and if you read my series, you'll see that I, ha- I actually have visited Dodger Stadium several times through our adventures. And so, and we're, we're friends with Kathy Bird, and she was an author, and her association with the Dodgers. And even even my own mother-in-law and her, her partner, they're, you know, they're Dodger fans. And so, it's just so fascinating out of all the teams that Nate could uh, to play for, for for the summer, and we'll and we'll see what goes on in the future. Um, yeah, I mean he's he's doing it. We're having a lot of fun, and you know he's been playing at at you know at, at college camps now, and he's being looked at by a lot of D one schools and and college scouts, and so he's he's absolutely doing the work with the hard work and with the positivity, and with, he's just a good kid. So he's got really good karma, and um, it's been a lot of fun. And so whether he's catching the ball from Salvi or you know playing for the Dodgers, he's just a he's just a fabulous. Uh, uh, kid to to watch his road to the show and you know who knows how, how long it will go but you know the one I, I i'm sure there'll be a chapter called the east coast dodgers right and uh, i'll eventually be writing about his high school years and hopefully his college years as well because what's interesting is just like kevin dempsey and i guess i got this idea for kevin from my son you know john perrin who i feature on the cover of my first book and uh, i feature him in my second book he's a dear friend of mine and he used to work for my company he's a former uh uh, minor league pitcher and he pitched for Oklahoma State and so my whole Nate's whole life he has known about John Perrin and had lunch with him and John was his coach for pitching for for several months and Nate's always looked up to the idea of playing division one baseball and so he's now you know going into a sophomore year of high school and the fact that you know we're, we're living out the high school years now but we're already you know thinking about the college years it's a lot of fun and so in a way I feel like when, when my son goes to get, gets invited to University of Richmond and he, he plays there for a couple of days. If we have unique experiences, that'll become a, a future chapter in a book. And so, yeah, so we continue to enjoy this run. And my son, whether he, you know, he seems to kind of just manifest these 
these, these really great experiences that I get to capture and, and, and write about. And so, so we're having fun. We're, we're, we're very grateful and, and we're humbled by certainly what's happening just this weekend with the Dodgers news. It's, it's just so crazy. And it's, uh, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, I'm very proud of him. He does the work. And frankly, he's the one who, you know, my book series had nothing to do with this. You know, sometimes I feel like my son gets attention because of my book series, you know, positive and negative, but certainly a lot of positive. But um, we, the quick story is uh, my son was playing down at the Tulane baseball camp. My, my wife and I both graduated from Tulane, so we loved the idea of Nate playing for Tulane baseball one day. And he saw, we saw a kid named Will Jones who ran the fastest 60 we had ever seen. And after my son went over to say hello to him, turns out he was from Kansas City. He played for Mackensites, the same club that my son did. And it turns out that last year in the fall, he played for the World Scout Team. Sorry, the Dodgers Scout Team. Huh. Freudian slip there. And so, uh, so oh. Nate had literally just looked on Twitter, saw who followed Will and who Will was following. He clicked on a few of those names. One of them was uh, Manny Beltron, who was one of the coaches of the team. And Manny's been following me ever since. And um, next thing you know, sending some texts and some video. And then, of course, after Nate's perfect game performance this weekend, where all the stats are downloaded in real time so all the scouts can see them and whatnot, uh, they made him an offer and we accepted it. So we're going we're gonna to keep playing for, for McIntyre. We love Nick Crouch and, and, that, and, and Jordan Floyd and that whole staff over there. Uh, so we'll stay with them. But whenever he's available, he'll be playing for the Dodgers, which is just, you know, so crazy. So, yeah, so um, we're having a lot of fun. We're grateful we're humbled. And, uh, you know, we're uh, just going to keep enjoying the ride. In the in the two minutes I have left with you, just give me kind of your synopsis on this season so far. You know what's jumped out at you. Um, here's we're about oh I don't know fifty games in or so, right? Forty fifty games in. Uh, what, what have you seen? Uh, what 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 shocked you? Maybe in a good way, a bad way. Take it however you want with Major League Baseball this year. Well, I'm a diehard Royals fan. I always will be, and I write a lot about my time. Being a Royals fan, we first moved to Kansas City in 2012 when they weren't very good. The stadium was empty, and I got to enjoy the Royals as they, as Dayton Moore put together an amazing team with you know all the pieces, you know Hosmer and Mustakis mm-hmm. and Escobar and Kane and, and on and on. And um, and so by the time we got to 2014 and, and we, we made a big run in the playoffs, and then we made it back to the World Series in 15 and won it all. As a fan of, of a small market team, it doesn't get better than that. But then then the rebuild had to start all over again, and so I've had to watch. Painfully, as, as we've had, a, a, the, the Royals have had a number of losing seasons, but you know what? I, I love what Dayton Moore is doing. I love the pieces that, I, that are coming together. But what's, for me, the biggest standout is how the Royals, I think, are 15-31 and 31 on the year in last place. And even though we have a lot of, you know, a lot of hope to come with kids like Bobby Wood Jr., as a diehard Royals fan and, and being friendly with, you know, Robert and Dayton Moore, you know, my, my heart aches for the Royals right now because we're really, we're really, really struggling. And unlike all those teams that, that do, you know, you know, mail it in and stand back and try to lose. Uh, I know the Royals are trying to put together a winning team as they're rebuilding. And so for me, the biggest takeaway has been the Royals struggling. But, um, but on the flip side, you know, the Yankees look really strong again. Uh, we'll see if they can get their good karma and for their, the, the players and their fans in order. I think they could be an interesting team. Uh, the team to beat still, I believe, is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, tragic what's happening with, with Trevor Bauer on, on, from all perspectives. I actually write about Trevor Bauer, a whole chapter about him, uh, called the story of Trevor Bauer in the middle school year. It'll be very interesting when that book eventually comes out. So, um, so it's amazing how good the Dodgers are, even without um, you know the highest paid player in the league with, uh, with Trevor Bauer. Uh, I still think that you know that the signing of Freddie Freeman makes the Dodgers uh, the team to beat. You know, for real, not just because my son's not playing for their scout team through John Link and, and, and Manny Beltron. But um, so yeah, that's where I'm taking it. And um, uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying the season. I think it's going to be a, a great year for baseball. It's, it's an important year for baseball. You have fans in the stands. Um, baseball's back to normal. This is not a, a year with 
um, you know, cardboard box in the stands or a 60-game season. So I'm happy that baseball is back. The pandemic was a real curveball, pun intended, for humanity, let alone the business of baseball. So, yeah, so for my take, um, you, know, you know, happy the Mets are doing well. Curious to see if the Yankees can, can, uh, can, can, can make a big run. Um, money still in the Dodgers, hoping the Royals have a big second half. But more importantly, for the game of baseball, for the fans, I'm just happy that baseball is operating back to normal, right? Um, that really pleases me. So, yeah, so I, I'm enjoying the season. Uh, sky's the limit for the MLB. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I just uh, – that's my take. So, yeah, it's been a good season so far. I've enjoyed it. And I think we're going we're gonna to have a great, a great run in the playoffs. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for, for what's to come. Be on the lookout for Republic of Baseball fictional novel. He is also the author of the Baseball Gods Are Real series, the Music Gods Are Real series, and you can get him on Twitter at Scooter Fink. It's Jonathan Fink. Jonathan, this was amazing. Thanks for coming on, and uh, stay in touch. I'll promote everything that you have going on, okay? Mike, it's my pleasure. I mean, the Baseball Gods be with you. Take care, my friend. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by Rosie's Corner, Brewerton Ace Hardware, Camillus Golf Club, and our terrific friends over at Stanley Law Offices. Stanley Law Offices together. They'll work to get you the maximum reward. Make sure you hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports. We're also presented in part by Bet Online and our good friends at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. Be on the lookout for all of my ML sports takes all over social media platforms like IGTV, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, and on Facebook. Big time thanks again to Jonathan Fink. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.